It's just a company I started in 2008, uh, literally out of a bakery because free uh, Diet Coke refills and, and free unlimited Wi-Fi kind of thing. Uh, it was a, kind of one, a one-man show. It's, it's today the world's leading provider of PPC management software, managing a, a billion dollars of ad spend for over 10,000 customers worldwide. Do you want to impact the world and still turn a profit? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Growth Everywhere. This is the show where you'll find real conversations with real entrepreneurs. They'll share everything from their biggest struggle to the exact strategies they use on a daily basis. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen on. Here's your host, Eric Sue. Before we jump into today's interview, if you guys could leave a review and a rating and also subscribe as well, that would be a huge help to the podcast. So if you actually enjoy the content and you'd like to hear more of it, please support us by leaving us a review and subscribe to the podcast as well. Thanks so much. All right, everybody. Today we have Larry Kim, who is the founder of WordStream, which is the world's biggest PPC management software company. Larry is also a top marketing influencer who I had the pleasure of actually meeting in person the first time at the Growth Hackers Conference in downtown LA. Larry, how's it going? Uh, going great. How are you, Eric? Thanks for having me today. Yeah, thanks for being here. I mean, Larry, I mean, you, you've just got a wealth of knowledge, so I want to make sure that we can get as much as possible uh, in this podcast. So first off, why don't you tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, WordStream and, you know, what the company is all about? Uh, sure. It's just a company I started in 2008, uh, literally out of a bakery because free, uh, free, uh, Diet Coke refills and, and free unlimited Wi-Fi kind of thing. Uh, it was a, kind of one, a one-man show uh, doing internet marketing consulting. It's it's today the world's leading provider of PPC management software, managing a, a billion dollars of ad spend for over 10,000 customers worldwide. So it's, it's about 2% of t- Google's total advertising revenue is, is, is managed by this company that employs over 200 people today. Wow, that's crazy. And so, I mean, what's your story? How did you even get into you know uh, marketing in the first place? Oh, uh, sure. It was just, uh, I've kind of, like a lot of people, I just fell into it. It's like, it's not like, not like any of us internet marketing marketers have been around for more than like 10, 15 years because like this stuff is all new, you know what I mean? Uh, so, so we're all converts to this space from somewhere. Uh, my background's in software engineering and so uh, a friend just asked me to, to help uh, her out on some, some search campaigns and um, so I did it, uh, and 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 I was it, the results were remarkable, and I just got hooked, uh, and I was like, okay, I gotta you know quit my job and do something in this space. Uh, initially, a consulting work, but later a software development and, and, a, and a product company that it, that's WordStream today. Great, got it. And so with WordStream, um, you know, my understanding was, you know, and I, I've played around with the tool in the past. It's focused on Google in the past, and now I'm understanding that uh, there are some Facebook ads tools as well. Yeah, you know, that's how all these platforms start off is, you know, supporting one thing well. And, and in that case, it was, in our case, it was Google AdWords. But we've we've gone a lot deeper into doing things like Facebook ads, uh, Bing ads, and then all these other bells and whistles like um, call tracking and landing page hosting and reporting, et cetera, et cetera. Got it. Now, you know, the the software itself, let's say I'm looking to, you know, let's say I'm a mom and pop shop. Uh, maybe I am like a pizza shop or something like that. And I want to use WordStream. How does WordStream help? Because I know you have a couple of tools 
that help uh, give some insight initially before they even decide to invest in it? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so basically, the, the the target market is for people who aren't uh, full time marketers, uh, like like business owners, that kind of stuff. Like you know, there's millions and millions of, of advertisers, like four million ab- online advertisers, uh, and and um, you know, most of them are just the, like ninety five percent of them are just these little small businesses spending a few dollars a month and and um, you know don't 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 know as much about PPC as you do uh, uh, and so this is kind of like a kind of like a TurboTax thing for 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 search marketing and, and and social marketing it just kind of does the work for you as opposed to you having to figure out what to do got it and so I mean what how does how does pricing work how do you and how do you guys make money um, it's just uh, it's you still own your your Facebook account and your Google accounts, but um, the, the software is you know on, on average it varies by your spend, but on average it's around two ninety nine to to four hundred or maybe five hundred dollars a month, uh, and and that's a lot cheaper than hiring like a dedicated um, uh, you know search marketing consultant or or hiring an in house person to do do this kind of work for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's cheap. Cool, great. So I mean, you mentioned you know you guys mentioned. Uh, you know, manage two percent of Google's spend overall, which is huge. Now, what other numbers can you share on the business? I know you said two hundred employees too, but how do you know revenues look today, or how many customers do you guys have? Uh, well, it's it's over ten thousand users of the product. Um, we uh, of, of the uh, you know we we also offer free tools, uh, free online marketing tools like like the AdWords Grader, uh, and and um, the free keyword research uh, suite. Uh, those have been used by millions of marketers worldwide over the last decade. And and um, you know, uh, you know, I have uh, I, I do a lot of blogging and and, and this kind of stuff. Uh, and 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 my my content on on um, PPC marketing and other related topics get millions of views every month. Yeah, you know, I actually want to talk about that because I think we're going to dive into a lot of the, the the gold that you shared at the Growth Hackers Conference. So you know, you you're everywhere, right? And I, usually with in, in the marketing world, there's only a couple people that are everywhere. I actually see you everywhere. Uh, so you know, what is your <laughs> strategy? I mean, what are you doing? Doing? Can you tell people? Uh, uh, well, it's um, well. Well, I guess. Um, can you? Is there a way to narrow this down a little bit? Yeah, sure. So let, let's say, okay, when you know, when I'm when I'm reading marketing stuff, right? I, I always, you know, I open my Feedly. There's always something from Larry Kim, right? Whether it's on you know some popular uh, you know search engine blogs or whatever it is exactly. Uh, your blog posts are out there, or I see some kind of interview that you're doing. So it seems like you're perpetually top of mind, which is what a lot of marketers want to do. How do you go about doing that? Um, you know, it's 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 a lot of work. Uh, you have to have a commitment to originating content, uh, like so. Uh, a lot of the ideas for the research that I publish is because I'm I'm still a practitioner. I still regularly uh, manage like Facebook accounts and Google AdWords accounts and 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 do a lot of you know blogging and this kind of stuff and link building. So like as a result of having you know still being pretty you know in the weeds on the, on a lot of this stuff uh, as well as my background on uh, computer programming, I'm able to just you know do data analysis and 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 publish uh, you know interesting studies um, you know. Uh, you know, every week, you know, it, it, it's, 
uh, I think I think the the mistake people make is they kind of um, they delegate this stuff. Like um, you know, maybe they they'll just start curating other people's content. You know, like you'll come up with like a listicle of like you know um, I don't know ten tips from different people. You know, like that, that kind of like uh, content curation as opposed to or, or origination. And, and and that's really been been the key here. That that uh, you know if, if you can actually come up with new ideas and and, and new strategies, not rather than just um, just kind of parroting stuff that that's really uh, I've noticed you get a lot more mileage out of that got it yeah and some people are probably thinking you know the conventional entrepreneurial wisdom is that uh, eventually you shouldn't be creating the content on your own you shouldn't be practicing the stuff you should be delegating it out um, you're actually doing it so how do you find a time to actually continue to learn and, and get better at the stuff I'm sure you have to have some kind of um, like sequence or, or like time blocked out right yeah it's like two three hours a day um, but, but, but basically uh, the you it's true that most you know c level execs don't spend time you know mucking around in facebook accounts and 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 and, and twitter accounts and and google analytics or whatever but um it depends on the type of business here. So, like uh, in the case of um, my businesses, uh, the, the the online marketing is actually like the raison d'être. You know, like the 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 it's so strategic and so uh, so important for the survival of the business uh, that that it actually does make sense for for a C level person to be to be doing that because it's it's of paramount importance. You see what I'm saying? Um, that it might not, not be the same for like I don't know like Subway sandwiches or something like this. Uh, you know, probably the the CMO is not you know having to originate new uh, new strategies for <laughs> for PPC marketing or whatever you know or for eating sandwiches. But uh, but but, uh, but you know that's just it's just uh, the, the kind of the nature for this particular niche that we're in. Got it. Yeah, I, the thing is, you know, a lot of people are thinking, oh, you know, I do this content marketing stuff. We publish blog posts and things like that. You talked about your content promotion strategy at growth hackers conference um and it, you know it's, it's very specific so is, you know can you share kind of what you're doing around that so people can maybe get like a template to work off of sure it's a little bit of a kind of a unusual strategy but i can tell you what i do uh basically uh, the first thing I, I want to express is that there's this a fundamental lack of understanding of what constitutes quality content. Like, like you ask all these don't, these these uh, experts, uh, you know, what, what's the secret to to, to success in, in in content marketing, and they they just say these dumb platitudes like you know create quality content. Uh, you, you, know, you, you know what I mean? And the problem with that is that it's just so. Uh, it's, it's so ridiculous because, like, how, you know, half of people define, you know, quote unquote, quality content as, you know, content that they, uh, you know, helped produce, you know, because, because, <laughs> like, you know, the, they worked on it, so it must be quality. Uh, uh, and the other half of people that I, th- I talked to, they they d- describe quality content as, as based on like having certain attributes, like you know, three thousand words, long form, short form, um, you know, multimedia content, video content, infographics, like as if you could just you know check the boxes on on ten attributes, uh, and then you know suddenly that becomes quality. And so like my first point uh, today is just merely to say, Eric, um, what you know, I think we should be defining quality as in terms of the outcomes like the the results that the content generated uh if if it went you know if it did what it was intended to do like generate a crap ton of links or or if it you know converts like crazy or you know got shared millions of times on on social media like or, or 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 you know like 
whatever the intent for the content that you're producing, like we have to be honest with ourselves and, and figure out whether or not uh, we we hit our goals or not. Uh, otherwise, you know, these these notions of quote unquote quality con- content is, is are nonsense. Uh, just as an analogy, it's kind of like. Uh, you know that movie Moneyball, where people were like, you know, trying to pick, you know, players based on, you know, their, the, you know, their girlfriend looks or, or, or their, um, I don't know, the shape of their jaw, or you know, like, you know, like, like you, 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 it, those, 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 just like how all these dumb content marketing metrics, they're, they're just misleading. Like the thing that you need to care about is, is the actual results, like R, RBIs or, or you know, on, or on base percentages, those types of things, and, and, and I'm saying. Um, you know, uh, in terms of content, the quality should be defined on the outcomes, like, you know, how many conversions did it generate, how many links did it generate, et cetera, as opposed to just checking the box off of uh, certain characteristics. Any questions on that, first of all? Yeah. So are you saying you, you might go into like a, you know, Google Analytics and look at the conversion rate for it, or are you looking at other things like engagement rate? Uh, you know, what numbers are you looking at to define that? All right. All right. So, so if you're with me and you're saying like, yeah, you know, um, you know, uh, we should define quality based on... On, uh, numbers of out, like outcomes rather than just you know you know sticking your finger in the air and you know like just coming up with uh, random crap uh, you know if, if you're so, if you're with me like um, then the next point I would make is is uh, is twofold one is that ninety nine percent ninety nine point seven percent of the content that you produce goes nowhere uh, and 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 basically. Um, uh, like I'll just give you an example. Uh, last year, I wrote 300 pieces. O- only six or seven of them actually went crazy viral, you know, getting millions of views. And the re- the remaining, you know, you know, 98% or whatever uh, of those pieces, um, you know, kind of went nowhere. All right. So, uh, so what I wanted to do was just kind of analyze the the top you know two or three percent of those pieces the, the ones that went crazy viral uh, and, and really did did accomplish uh, their their objectives and and the one thing that they they had in common was unusually high uh, user engagement rates uh, so so user engagement rates are things like uh, click-through rates or uh, you know time on site like, did the people actually uh, consume the content and engage with it, like in an enthusiastic way, or did they just ignore it completely and and and, and or bounce off the page type of thing? Uh, and 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 so, um, if you're still with me here, the reason why I believe that those two metrics, like this this notion of engagement rates, like click through rates and conversion rates, and like why this is so critical for content marketing, uh, is because. Um, they are now like today more than ever. So this is different. Uh, this wasn't the case even even like a year and a half ago. Uh, today, more than ever, these metrics are being used by uh, the algorithms of the social and search platforms. So like uh, like Facebook uh, or uh, newsfeed or Facebook ads, uh, Google search uh, organic or Google search ads. Like there, those algorithms which determine whether or not your your um, your content is is actually visible or invisible. Okay. Okay. Uh, they are increasingly being uh, uh, tuned based on the engagement rates of, of the content that you're sharing or that you're that you're publishing. You, you follow what I'm saying? So, like, um, so meaning, 
if the the reason why these you know six or seven pieces that, that went bonkers last year did well was because they had such high click through rates and such high stick rates. Okay, and and then Google notices this, and so it ranks it like very very prominently. Like this is a new change to the to the searcher algorithms, and 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 similarly, uh, you know the Facebook algorithms, uh, it notices that these six pieces like they have unusually high share rates and and comments and and and, and engagement rates, and so it just gets shown to more and more people as a reward uh, and so it wasn't always that way like these you know like facebook used to be a little bit more uh democratic where like you know every time you posted something you know like you'd have a shot at getting like a small number of, of clicks and views uh, but now it's like winner take all it's like only like these really 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 unusually high uh, engagement articles you know do really well so stuff stuff that has like you know seven eight nine ten percent engagement rates those are the things that are going to actually you know be, be spread across the network. Uh, whereas if you're, if you're just publishing a bunch of donkeys, uh, you know, like one or 2% engagement rates, those, those things uh, tend to just die. Uh, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. And I know at the conference, uh, I think you mentioned you'll, put, you'll allocate a small budget for each of these, and then you're, then you're going to look at the numbers and decide if you want to put more money, right? Is that what you do? So if you're with me that the, 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 the notion of, of uh, content marketing has kind of shifted from being like a, you know, where you get points for just showing up, like just publish, you know, once or twice a week and, and keep doing that forever, uh, you know, versus now it's like winner take all. It's like, you know, one post out of 100 will get, you know, all the views. You see what I'm saying? So uh, uh, if, if that's the shift, you have to do, you actually have to change your strategy. Uh, and, and the way that you do it, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a betting strategy strategy in poker. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to just bet the same amount for every single hand. Like if you get dealt kind of a royal flush or a, a full house, some kind of unbeatable or very, very strong hand, uh, you're not going to want to just play the betting strategy the same way as if you had like, you know, off, off suited, uh, you know, low digit cards. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're, you're going to want to, you know, ma- vary the betting strategy to extract the most you can from the winners that you have. And, and, and conversely, uh, you, you want to throw away the donkey hands as fast as possible. Like you just, it's just a waste of money and time. Uh, and so what I, what I do here is I, uh, when I do produce content, I, I audition it. I'll spend, you know, 20 or $50, you know, promoting it on Facebook or, or Twitter just to see how it does. Is it like a 1% engagement rate or is it like a 20% engagement rate? You know what I mean? Uh, if, if it's like a one or two or 3%, um, just, just, it's like folding. You, you just got to fold these crappy poker hands. You know what I mean? Just you're, the, the no amount of you know, uh, no amount of money is going to make this uh, into into a great uh, winning hand. You know what I mean? Like so, so you just you just you got to dump dump the donkeys, uh, and then when you do come across these unusual you know stories, you know everyone has them in, in your portfolio of content that you produce, Eric. I'm sure there's one or two that's gone crazy. You know, when when you when you do come across one of those outliers, I call them unicorns. Uh, what you need to do is 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 you got to go all in on these unicorns and and uh, do something called making unicorn babies. Uh, uh, but but uh, any any questions about this? Yeah, so I mean, when you're so you're starting with you know twenty to fifty bucks or so. But when you decide to make a unicorn baby, when you go all in, how much do you crank it up to? Listen, uh, I mean, first of all. 
when you have a a, a unicorn, and I'm, I'm not, and the the problem here is like, uh, so so by the way, if if you don't know me, uh, I I call these like remarkable uh, uh, pieces of content unicorns because they're they're not just a little bit better, they're like five times better than average. You, you know what I mean? Like so, it's not like just like a two percent click through rate; it's like a fifteen percent click through rate or something like this. Um, so um, so the the first thing is 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 um, uh, when you have one of these unicorns, you really have to go all in and sound what I call the unicorn alert. Uh, so what that just means is, is um, you have to kind of drop all the other marketing projects that you have going on, uh, and and then and direct all the time and attention towards uh, get squeezing and extracting the most possible value out of this this piece of content or this idea that you have. If something has a very very high engagement rate, that means that it's resonating with people. It's sticking. Okay, so so you need to. It it, it stands to reason that if if it was like a blog post or something like that, that that same idea ought to do well in like a video content or like in an infographic or in a conference presentation or in a webinar or in an email blast. You see what I'm saying? Like the, a, a catchy idea tends to be catchy like across social media. Like it's, it's, there's just something timely or catchy about it. You know what I mean? So the first thing you, you need to do is is, is uh, sound the unicorn alert and, and go nuts, uh, and, you know, uh, just kind of replicating this 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 idea across uh, across as many channels as you can. The second thing, uh, like inc- one of one of the channels that you also need to do, uh, is, is actually paid advertising. So, um, you know, like I was saying, all those algorithms of of paid search and paid social are now leveraging engagement uh, metrics more than ever to to determine cost per click and, and impression share. Okay, uh, and so it stands to reason, like if you if you're promoting something that has like you know. A promoted ad for something that has like a ten percent click through rate, your your cost per click is going to be like you know two or three cents. You know what I mean? So like, uh, as opposed to like if you're pushing garbage, if you're if you're sponsoring content, uh, if the sponsor content that you're pushing is like half a percent engagement rate, then you're going to be spending three, four, five dollars a click. You know? Uh, so you know, basically what I'm telling you is is that. We have all these crazy concepts in marketing, like like the the monthly you know advertising budget. Maybe it's like ten thousand dollars a month. Okay, that is that is so dumb. It's like what that says is like, oh, we we have a thousand dollars a month to, or ten thousand dollars a month to spend, uh, and we have got ten posts this month. Let's equally divide the budget. Uh, you know. A thousand dollars for every post, uh, and but that's so stupid because like you know nine out of those ten are going to go nowhere, and so you're just pissing away the, that nine thousand dollars. Well, you know it's it's like going all in on like offsuited like four and and nine or something. You know what I mean? It's like you did what? <laughs> what you should have done is just folded them and, and and you know spent little or nothing at all on those donkey pieces and just like kind of conserve conserve the budget, conserve the bandwidth, uh, and then when you do have like the, the the, the the great uh, you know pieces of the great hand whatever you want to call it uh, you go all in on this and, and just spend the entire monthly budget in fact um, on that one piece in fact there should be rollover like like this not notion of like use it or lose it is crazy like you should use you should not spend anything in January February March April May if, if you haven't found the unicorn yet you like you should just keep rolling over that that budget and when you find the thing that that's like doing great uh, you you go all in like you know retroactively like take all the years budget like even next month's budget and put it into into the, into this thing you, you see what i'm saying because it's like it's just it's all about maximizing the 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 uh value uh for uh, you know 
uh, uh, the, the, because you, you have something so rare and remarkable here, you know? Yeah, I love it. And I think, you know, I don't want to get too granular into this, but some people are probably wondering, well, you know, if you're promoting posts, is it only on your own stuff? But, you know, Larry Kim, you know, write, write on so many different things, right? So is it just anything that you're putting out there that you're testing? Uh, yeah, I think the, the channel does not matter so much as the idea does. Okay. So like, uh, like if you have a catchy, uh, idea, like I'll just give you a stupid idea. It's like, oh, this, this, uh, video of this girl, uh, will make you cry and, 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 and question the meaning of life. Like, you know, those little, those, <laughs> yeah. those dopey, those dopey things that go viral. Like if, if you have something that, that's so amazing and so engaging, like, uh, it'll probably do well in a guest post. Uh, and it, it'll probably do well in, in an email blast, you, you know saying? So what I'm saying is, um, it's not necessary to, to test out the same idea across different channels. You can test it once, like the idea, test it out, you know, promote it once on, on any channel, whether it's your blog, one of your, you know, contributed article sites or, or, or whatever. You just audition the idea and see how, how it does. Uh, but if it does remarkably well, as, as in like, you know, three or four or five times better than average uh, for that channel, then you should sound that unicorn alert and, and, and transplant that idea across all of your different ch- uh, channels, your different outlets. You, know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, love it. I love the analogy. This is basically why content promotion is like poker. Uh, that would be a good title. But anyway. Um, uh, or, 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 or blackjack. It's like there's certain hands that you're supposed to like max, you're supposed to double down uh, to maximize your bet because there's a much higher probability of, 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 um, of winning. You know, if you're like, you know, uh, 11 versus uh, you know a dealer's six you you double on that you know because you, you, there's a very strong possibility that that you'll you'll win that hand you, you know you know what I'm saying yeah actually blackjack's a better analogy because you're forced because poker you can fold right blackjack your bet's already out there like you're kind of you know you decide what you want to do there um, yeah but 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 in poker it's like what I'm saying is don't just you wouldn't my my uh, the analogy for poker is that you wouldn't play your hands the same you wouldn't bet the same way to, uh, you know you would you would you would vary the bet uh, now it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to put more in or less in but you would just you would vary your your betting in order to extract more uh, more value out of uh, out of these unbeatable hands right cool so before we move on from this part um, around you know people are probably wondering well you know Larry this all sounds good what about targeting you know do I boost a post do I target something else well, what do we do there um, so, so basically, uh, uh, you know, targeting matters, obviously, like you, usually what I find is that if you have a you know pretty good idea, like, um, I don't know, I wrote a post once about like meet Google's new CEO, a surprise CEO, Sundar, uh, Sundar uh, Pachai or whatever his name is, um, I wrote this post and uh, I promoted it and it got like a, you know, I think it was like a 10% engagement rate because it was like a pretty cool topic. Uh, but then when I, um, change the targeting to only target people who use the hashtag alphabet the the engagement rate went from like you know 10% to 30% you see what i'm saying so you you're taking kind of like this kind of upper middle class donkey you know like it's not it's not terrible but not like the greatest thing in the world but then by just layering in some very very granular targeting um, you know, you, you triple the engagement rates, and then and suddenly you have a unicorn on your hands. Uh, so, so um, you know, the targeting—it's—it's it's, it's just you think about who the, who the target audience for is for the, the content that you produce, uh, and and um, and have that in mind when when you actually promote it. Um, the, the the flip side of this is like the worst thing you can do 
is uh, just producing content that you think will will um, uh, will resonate with like everybody, all of your followers, because like everybody isn't a tar- target market. That's that's like that's the opposite of being targeted. That's like untargeted. You know, you, you know what I mean? Um, uh, so. So the stuff that's actually doing really well right now is, is um, I'll give you an example, uh, and I don't mean to be political or anything, but like fake news actually does remarkably well uh, in in, um, in 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 paid uh, in, in like in, in in these algorithms because there's a really defined set of people who would go for this kind, you know, consuming this uh, uh, fake news. Like you know, it's just whether it's like on the left or the right, you know, it, it's like you can, it's a, a specific enough topic that you can. Um, promote to like I don't know fans of Hillary Clinton or fans of Donald Trump you know like that you know that they're going to eat this stuff up you know and 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 um and you and, and and even better you can exclude people who who like you can exclude the other side you know what I mean uh, to, to just keep keep getting getting those engagement rates higher and higher uh, and 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 so uh, basically the key here is that when you're thinking about the content that you're you're producing um, ideally you have also some kind of a target market in, in mind in terms of what are the addressable interests behaviors and and demographics that you can include or exclude in order to cast a very very narrow net and and maximize the engagement rates within that net that you're your casting. Love it. Great. And I know we can nerd out on this all day. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned on the panel that, uh, you know, Larry is a machine gun of knowledge, but just one more thing that, that uh, what's one more thing that you can share that's working in terms of, you know, customer acquisition today? Uh, well, um, so I think what I've been saying so far, uh, Eric, is that the key to you know, killing it in in um, you know social media, you know clicks and shares and social media ads and paid and organic search. Like these are like kind of the major channels that drive traffic to your site. You know what I mean? Um, the the key to killing these things is is unusually high engagement rates. Uh, and so the kind of the killer hack uh, to to increase those um, engagement rates, like click through rates, uh, is to have a brand that people have uh, heard of before. So it you know believe it or not, people don't just randomly click on things in the search results or randomly click on ads. They have a tendency, like a two or three to one uh, tendency, uh, to click on the things that they've heard of before, as opposed to the things that they haven't heard of before. So if you you know to the extent that you can you know kind of bias people before they start uh, you know searching for for stuff or seeing your stuff in the newsfeed like if, if you can kind of get ahead of them like you know so basically what I'm talking about it here is, is just like, like broadcast advertising like brand advertising believe it or not uh, if you can get your brand in front of these people before they search for it you know when they do search for you for, for the stuff that you're selling they'll be like oh I've heard of those guys uh, you know what I mean so that makes them like two or three times more likely to click on your listing than uh, other listings and, and then Google will notice that you have like this unusually high click-through rate and you'll be rewarded with with even more visibility you see what I'm saying so that it, it's kind of like this the hack here is actually it's kind of going back to back to like how marketing used to be uh, which was to just build a brand that people have heard of and, and are familiar with you know right and in this context I think you know you're talking about people perhaps seeing your stuff and I think you've written a lot of stuff around uh, you know getting people to your site first maybe via Facebook clicks are cheap and then maybe using uh, RLSA? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so that's uh, kind of like, like a one-two combo punch kind of thing. Uh, one of the challenges with search advertising right now is that these costs are enormous. It's like, you know, $5, $10, $20 a click. It's like if you only have a you know, 2% conversion rate on these clicks, uh, it's going to be very difficult for to, you know, to build a case for this, for this to be like long-term sustainable. You know what I mean? Uh, and so just building on what I just said, um, you know, people are not only two or three times more likely to click on your stuff if they heard of you, they're also two or three times more likely to buy if they've heard of you before. You know what I mean? So like, uh, so meaning like it's it's the you know, the biggest conversion rate hack here isn't. Uh, isn't tweaking your stupid landing page to have bigger buy buttons? Okay, uh, it, it's actually to to ha- get people familiar and comfortable f- with buying from your brand in the first place by exposing them to brand advertising that kind of in a memorable way describes what it is you you are all about and why uh, you know what your 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 value is. You know, you see what I'm saying? So, so basically, what RLSA does. Uh, remarketing list for search ads. It's it's a way of doing remarketing on search advertising in AdWords. Uh, Bing also has something similar. It's called search remarketing. Uh, but it's like say you're, you're you're trying to trying to sell. I don't know. Uh, you know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know. Office supplies or or, or whatever. Uh, you can you can um, target people. Not everybody in the world who's searching for office supplies, but you can target the people who have recently visited your site, like in the last thirty or ninety days. Uh, and and those are the types of people who are actually. It's it's kind of like a electromagnet finding the needle in the haystack. Uh, it, it's a way of finding the, the the people who are searching for the keywords that you're interested, who are two to three times more likely to convert. Uh, and and so uh, it's kind of a, a a really great hack to um to like you know 10x your your advertising efforts great awesome um so you know i have to work towards wrapping up here and i know i mentioned earlier we can go all day on this but um yeah i mean what's one new tool that you've added in the last year that's added a lot of value like evernote uh the most important tool that you have to use is something called facebook audience manager uh you know and i know a lot of marketers use something called google keyword tool to get kind of like oh the volumes of the people of like how many times this word has been searched on uh, but an even more valuable tool is, is Facebook's audience uh, manager. It's in Facebook ads. But basically, what you can do is you can you can type in things like, you know, how many people have the the, the job title CMO, or how many people, you know, are between certain ages. Like, it's basically a way to really uh, figure out like what the, who the target market is and how big it is, uh, you know, so that you can inform your your marketing decisions and your campaigns based on actual uh, demographic data. It's it's like a survey, a user survey of all the people on Facebook uh, that, that you can use to, to like perfectly figure out um, you know what you should be uh, targeting and, and, to, and to who uh, you know uh, and this is it's just never been this has never been uh, been available before you know yeah not many people talk about that but that's good uh, and what's one must read book you'd recommend to everyone uh, you know what I, I don't read books so um, I'm gonna pass that's fair uh, yeah. how about podcasts <laughs> or maybe a publication or uh, you know what okay okay you know what uh, Sean Ellis great guy he just wrote a a growth hacking book. Uh, I haven't I haven't read it yet, but I'm sure it's like it's great because he does great stuff. Cool, great. That's fair enough. Uh, the book is called Hacking Growth. You guys can pick it up. And Larry, I mean, this has been awesome. There's so much more to learn from you. Uh, so, I mean, what's the best way for people to find you online? Uh, just like Twitter or LinkedIn. Just just connect with me there. Shoot me a note. Um, 
I usually check those like periodically. Just don't DM me on Twitter. My DM box is just a complete cesspool of dumping ground crap. Uh, it's impossible to like. They need a spam filter on that thing, really. But uh, but yeah, um, Twitter uh, or, or or LinkedIn is is pretty great. Incredible, man. Larry, thanks so much for doing this. Awesome. Uh, thanks, Eric, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Growth Everywhere. If you loved what you heard, be sure to head back to growtheverywhere.com for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on next week's value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week, and remember to take action and continue growing.